Good, thanks, Emmy. Yourself? Yeah, I'm good. I'm so good. Finally, winter is officially here. So, but it's sunny today, thank God. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. I always think, I don't know why, but I, in winter, I always think about bears hibernating for three months. I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah, I don't mind winter. I just hate working out in the cold. I'm really pathetic like that. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Maddie, there's a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about today, and I really want to thank our listeners for all their great questions that they're sending through and some of the really nice comments we're receiving because it really does mean a lot to us. But there was two really like important topics that I believe came through out of those viewer questions. And, guys, we will try and get to all questions as we work through the podcast. But the first question was, and I wanted to personally ask you, Matt, was... It's a trend I'm seeing, right? We've just been through one of the most rapid property growths in the last year. Like it's reached supreme levels, right? And now the market's cooling a little bit. And what I just keep people having, like they keep saying to me, Imi, I feel burnt out. I'm exhausted. Like I just, I'm so over it. Like I even had a client say she just wants to go on a break. And I wanted to ask you personally, Maddie, have you ever had burnout and what do you do to counteract it? Yeah, I have, but I don't get burnout these days. Um, if I, I have been burnout at different times and it's, this may or may not answer your question, but I'm just going to speak from the heart. Um, so I've been burnout pretty majorly earlier in my career and because I was sort of governed by external things and, you know, you'd have to be like, um, well, it was more like I wasn't aligned energetically with myself. So when, when you are, you, you have an unlimited energy source. So what I mean by that is like, you know, um, you can make a hundred prospecting calls every day and make a hundred, make a hundred, make a hundred. You're going to burn out because it's like you're, t you're running for the hundred. Whereas you're better off making 20 and feeling fantastic about the amount that you're making and bringing a totally different energy around rather than trying to tick a box. So when you're ticking boxes um, for the sake of like almost like a, a push, like, you know, I've got to make 100 calls and you're not, you're not enthused about doing them before you do it, you're going to get sick of it. You're going to get sick of it. And it's very difficult to keep that up. Um, the other thing is there's a couple of things with either internal or external. And when you're governed by your enjoyment by a market that's good, that's a very dangerous mindset. Because and when the market's really good, I don't change my living um, position too much, a little bit, not too much though. So I don't have the stresses of... Um, Oh, shivers, I just bought this brand new um, Q8, $250,000 car. And now the market's not as good. Now I'm going to pay for it. Like, and it's stressful, very stressful. So, and then I, you know, I don't have, I don't buy all these brand things and all this sort of stuff. I live well within my means. So when the market changes, it's okay. I'm just still looking for people who want to buy and people who want to sell. I don't have a need basis around it. When I say a need basis, I'm driven as all hell, but I'm not. I'm not got a you know got this pressure on me, and I believe me, I've been there. So I'm talking from experience. 
But what I've learned is you have to prepare for the down every time. So when it's going crazy and going up, I'm not going, oh, wow, look at me. I'm a superhero, this and that, and look how fabulous I am, because it can be different tomorrow. And when you have that external pressure on you, you, you lose motivation, you lose uh, that inner drive. It's not fun. Sure, you've got to adjust. That's just natural. But it, my, my behaviours today are very similar in an in a aggressively moving upwards market. I'm working a little bit harder now, but I, I don't stop prospecting. I don't stop working on myself. I don't change my position of living too much so when it changes i can change with it and i still feel very steady there's a great thing in me um a peace of mind i love peace of mind i operate the best when i have it i've ha i've not had it many times and that's probably when i've burnt out but when you got money in the bank you've got a, a business that's profitable you're working with great people you're in the zone every day. That's my job now. My job is to find the zone every morning. Like for instance, Emmy, this morning, I didn't get up and go to the gym. Mm. I actually didn't have a great night's sleep. I, I was tossing and turning a bit and I don't know, not really about anything in particular, maybe one or two of my kids, but nothing really like that I could put my finger on. And I thought to myself, I was up at about 1.30 and 2 o'clock and I was like, I'm not going to train in the morning. Sleep is more important to me today. So I can go straight to my team meeting, hit the ground running, full energy, complete energy, and I'll train this afternoon. But you've got to move with it a little bit. You know, if I got up at five o'clock and I'm like, oh, I've got to go and train and tick the box, and I didn't really, really feel like it, or I didn't really feel like I had the energy first, I wouldn't have enjoyed it and I would have been out of the zone during the day. So now, Imi, to answer your, I know it's a very long answer, but it has many layers. So what I'm saying to you first is you have a tank inside of you. It's filled by moving yourself forward. Eating, really well. Sleeping, really well. Don't drink. Just don't do it. Don't drink. If you want to, do it. Don't knock yourself out. But I don't. Because I know what Tuesday is going to be if I'm drinking on Monday. And then... Training, if I do it in the morning, fantastic. It's because it's appropriate. Or I do it in the afternoon. If I can do it twice a day, I'm just cooking with gas. And then I'll go to bed. Like I'll you know, see Tara, hang out with Tara for a little bit, see the kids, and then I'll go to bed. That's a really full tank day for me, full tank. And then at work, obviously, you've got your prospecting and you've got your appointments and all that sort of stuff. And I set up just small wins every day for myself. If I tick, tick the box, I know I said tick the box before, but if I achieve those things in the day in a manageable, energy-filled way, my day is outstanding. Now, did you hear in there, anywhere in me, list or sell a house? <laughs> no, I didn't. No, no, because it's bigger than that in me. Yeah. It's bigger than that. That's a byproduct of how well you're doing in general with yourself. So if I've got my best self operating, and I get on the phone and I make 15 prospecting calls, I'm going to connect with someone on a good level. I'm just going to because that's my, that's my vibration point. That's my frequency point. This whole life is a frequency game, Mimi. When you see someone who's achieving the top of the top of the top of their field, they've found that frequency. They've tuned into it. They've made it a part of their life. 
That's what I do every day. I'm like, where is my highest frequency today? You know what happens then? You will find the listing and you will find the sale in any market, in any market. You know what my goal is to these days, Amy, in this market right now when my whole team talks about it? A sale a day. One sale every day. Yeah. That's what it is. So I'm not running around like a chicken out there looking for, like chicken with a head cut off, looking for a, a sale. I'm like, who have I got right now that wants to do business with me? How can I help them? And how can I be in the zone where the opportunity is going to come my way? Because this is an, an attraction universe. We are attracting these things to us. When you walk down the street and you bump into somebody who says, oh, gee, I saw you today. I was, uh, I'm thinking about selling my place. Do you think that actually just happened to me today, by the way, Amy? This lady took, saw me and she said, can you come and look at my house? I'm, my husband's plans have changed and we're thinking going back to England. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I went and saw a house, beautiful house. But if I wasn't in that zone, I wouldn't have attracted that opportunity to me. I'd be out there knocking on the wrong doors. 100%. And I wouldn't, it's called alignment, Amy, alignment. When you are aligned, you tap into a different energy source. It's a special energy source. It's invisible and it's powerful. When you're in it, you have unlimited energy. Until 8.30 at night, then I have to go to sleep. <laughs> Me too. I go to bed so early. And I, you know, I can't tell you guys, I recently, well, not recently, it was a while ago, but I completely quit alcohol. And I used to be one of those people that, you know, like I never was against alcohol. I've always been into my health and fitness, but it totally changed my life. And sometimes we can get home, whether it's a stressful day, a busy day, a bad day, and we can turn to the bottle and it can be something that can totally change your mindset. And honestly, taking a break off alcohol has totally changed my life and my thinking. But Maddie, I want to dive something deeper that based on what you just said, something that you taught me. Um, and I don't know if you know that you told me this, but <laughs> I'm, I'm a people pleaser. And I think that, you know, we often, I often have jokes with George about how we just love pleasing people all the time. And no matter what a client asks me, I just want to do it to make them happy. And one of the things that I've had to learn is not all business is good business. Um, mm. And some people you just can't please. It doesn't matter how hard you try. Sometimes you can get them the best result. And, you know, in real estate, we're often challenged with working with people for a certain amount of period of time. But one of the things that I do if I'm ever feeling burnt out or a bit in a rut is I ask myself, who's who's making me feel like this within the business, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this has been one of the hardest things that I've had to do. But if I can't please a client, I let them go. Yeah. Yes, I, I agree with you. And there's two ways to look at that. If, if you're newish at business, it, it has a benefit and a drawback. And I'm, I'm, I completely agree with you, Amy, by the way. And today yeah. I'll, let, I'll let a number of people go over time because it's like owners, I mean, because they're just not a fit for me. But for when I was building my career, um, sometimes those owners who aren't as motivated they do turn into good opportunities later. And because you've got to remember a saying as well, activity breeds activity. And if you've got three listings and one of them's overpriced, one of them's sort of okay, and one of them's saleable, just by having stuff to do can give you like a bit of a flow. 
provided you like the people. If you can't stand them, then don't yeah, don't work with them. But provided you like them, they're okay. It's going to sell sometime. It might be a sale in three months' time or something like that. So I'd also sometimes use it to your advantage. If you've got somebody um, that you're dealing with and you've listed their house, they're not quite right in line with the market. But, you know, you can talk to them every day. You can slowly just work out how do you, how do you increase their motivation as well. But it, it, it does give you a bit more purpose to the day as well. But if they're draining you like nothing else, yes, the biggest gift you can give them is to say goodbye. Because whenever I feel that really burnt out, often I'll look at it and I'll say, what is it that's burning me out? And it often will just be that one client that I'll just feel like no matter what I do, they're not happy. And it's so important that I've found that, like obviously do everything you can to convert that client. And sometimes my most difficult clients, I should add to that, have yeah. been difficult in the beginning and I convert them and they are my biggest raving fans and they're the best to work with because I've built, sometimes it can take trust. So don't lose it as they're difficult. I'll get rid of them. But if yeah. I've actually got to a point where they're colliding, not only with my value system, but they've lost not respect for me, but they've lost the ability to trust me and just will keep grinding at my gears. Sometimes I think as agents, we just try and keep them because, you know, that the sales there, the sales there, the sales there. And I've learned the power of letting them go. Sometimes they actually turn around and say, oh, actually, I mean, like, we love you, we need you. And the, mm-hmm. like they change mm-hmm. their perspective. Um, or I let them go and I used to feel really bad and sad and like I let them down and I'm this, you know, pathetic. But then I've realised I've actually given my energy to bring on another client who I can really help and who brings the right energy and who sends me the lovely messages and is so excited to work with the team and get things done. So there is that thing, one door shuts a thousand open. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, so important. Um, Next question, Maddie. Um, I keep getting so many on this one. So it's, I guess it's so important. We cover it. Listing presentation. You obviously have a bulletproof strategy that you use. But what do you change in that listing presentation when it comes to a declining market? Yeah, it's such a good question. Um, I, I, at first, I, I just really want to get to understand, are they selling? Like, really, are they selling? Um, they don't always tell you up front. Um, I want to really get to know them. And, you know, like... Where's, where's the variable in price with these guys as well? Because it's not a, I want this price type of market. You know, like it's, uh, and I try and help people understand also, there's a stream of activity. So when the market is um, going crazy and everyone understands what the market's like, it's changed. So when the market's going crazy, the stream's running it rap- like rapidly. It's just flowing. You just got to jump in and off you go. But in this market, this, the, the water levels come down a lot and the stream is flowing, but you have to be right in line with where the stream level is. If you're above it, you're not going to attract people. You're not going to be in the flow with people. But there is a number of buyers, and I spend a lot of time helping people understand who I'm working with, what type of people are they, what are they looking for, how many people am I working with, how long did it take for this property to sell and that property. I'm very real with all that stuff too. I don't try and puff it up. Like as in this one took 67 days is where the buyer came from. It took us a little while. 
um, to, to find the right person. But they were there. We had one price adjustment. This is what happened. So I, I say to people, if you're in the stream, there's a really strong chance you'd, you, you'll sell with between a week and four, somewhere in there, if you hit the stream from day one. But I assume, and this is when I'm pricing a house, I spend a lot of time on price. And I talk about the logical range, the emotional range, and the competitive range. And I break those three sections down. You can't lose a listing on price when you do that, by the way, because mm. you're talking about how the market operates, not what you think in price. And what comes out of that discussion as you're talking through each bit is where they think their home sits. And then, you know, I just back it up with where I think. I don't, I don't always agree with everybody, by the way. Like they might say, oh, I think it's three million. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I, I get you might want three million. From what I'm seeing, it's probably more like two seven. Let me show you a couple of reasons why. Um, and I, I, um, it's funny. Bill, Bill Bridges, many years ago, said telling someone their home isn't worth what they think is like telling them the kids are ugly. <laughs> and and it's so true. You know, it's it's such a, such a true saying because <laughs> you watch their face change instantly. It's like um, so anyway. But when I do that, I um. I, I just ease them into it. Like I ease them into, because they've just decided today to enter the market. We work in it every day. Mm. They don't, they, they, they want, they've got hope. They've got ambition. They've got, you know, they want to see. So having a huge argument with people around price isn't the best idea at um, the listing presentation, but agreeing with them and giving, and just saying, yeah, 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 to get the listing isn't a great idea either. So having a plan around price is great because if, if for some reason $3 million isn't produced, you've said, look, these are the three tiers of pricing. Let's, let's see who's around with an off-market week here and then we'll sit down again. And if we don't feel that's in line with it, the stream is probably between 2.7 and 2.8. But I'd really like to see who's there at your level. Let's just give it a – let's feel our way through this just slowly. Is that all right with you? And they're usually like, yeah, we'd like to do that. And then they can make a decision after you've had four, five, six, seven groups through. They'll, they'll work it out pretty quickly. But then they might even want to go on the market. But then what I would highly recommend that you do is make sure you do a set to sell before you start with your 10 points that you want to cover. And then you need to talk to these people twice a day, every day for the first week without fail, three times if, if necessary. And you want to be talking to them about everything you physically can because in a week you're going to have another business meeting. And that business meeting is, are we on track or off? And there's two, two reasons people won't adjust prices, service and evidence. So if you over-service them, done. If you've got the evidence that you've explained thoroughly before you've even gone to market, you've got that to underpin your advice anyway. You've got to remember, sometimes people just aren't ready. And let's face it, the reason properties don't sell is because of price. You can talk about internet, this, that, marketing, ads, videos, all these sorts of things. If it's not price right, it's not going to sell. That's why, I, that's why I spend a lot of time up front. Up front, it's the first pot in my listing presentation to get some sort of agreement on the price plan. That's all. So they have to price it right from day one. Actually, probably 99% of houses that go on the market aren't priced right from day one. But you can quickly move with it if you've given the, the right advice and they, and they feel like you're doing everything you physically can. 
It's so true because if you've ever bought and sold a property, and I think sometimes being a great agent, you have to go through those process. But there's a lot of agents out there that haven't gone through the process of buying and selling. And, you know, I'm going to sound like such a loser right now, but I'll tell everyone this. When I recently purchased and sold my property, every single day I journaled. And I journaled because I wanted to pass the emotions and feelings onto my clients that I felt from when I scrubbed every single wall with a baby and worked late at night and then, you know, if an agent came in and wasn't like totally over the top of how an amazing job I did, how that made me feel, you know. And it's so important that when you see, a, I guess, a vendor's mindset, they've had so much, they've probably attended auctions over reserve, over reserve, boom, 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 property prices are going up. And now they're sitting there thinking, oh, well, you know, what could I get? And when I remember putting my property on the market, even though I work in real estate, even though I'm a pretty rational person, even though I do work with some of the most elite in the country, I still overpriced my home by about $300,000. Um, mm-hmm. Can I I just jump in? That's a very important point, what you just said then. Yeah. Very important point. I just sold my unit as well, and it was 300,000 less than what I thought. Yeah. Okay, so I I get it. And because you've got to remember, every agent listening to this, especially if you're new, every owner will start emotionally. Yeah. The market starts logically. Your job is to to tie the two together. It's so true. It's so true. You can 100%. Like you can just talk yourself up into thinking your property is worth more than it actually is. And as our job as agents is to show that evidence and to show exactly what the market is doing in a meaningful way. But even in a hot market, I still thought my home was $300,000 more. Like I still (laughs) thought. (laughs) And I had no rationale for that. And no, it's, wow. it's called hope, Emmy. It's called yeah. hope. And every owner has hope. Every agents have to realize that you can't take their hope away. You've got to manage it. That's it. But then I walk in to go and purchase a property, and the first thing I do is start bartering the agent down and showing him where all the flaws were. Like it's the mindset you go through, and it's just really important that you're caring, I guess, during that mindset. Service, service, and then evidence. That's what I'm saying. Exactly, Emmy. So if your agent's bending over backwards on it like nothing else, you go to bed at night going, gee, Bruce is just, mate, he's the man. If an owner's going to bed feeling like that, you'll have no problems. It's like you'll have no issue. It's just a matter of when is the right time for them to engage with where the market's at. And that's why it's so important every step of the way now is it's all about managing their emotions into a point where it makes the logical point of the market. That's it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I'm really excited to share with our listeners out there who are subscribers. Maddie and I did speak this morning and we're going to do a whole section on surviving and thriving in a changing market. We're going to do a whole tool, tools, ingredients, a lot. So there's lots to come. Maddie, as always, thanks for joining me for another podcast. Thanks. See you, Amy. Have an awesome day. Bye. For more information and exclusive access to Matt Steinway's bulletproof listing strategy and prospecting systems, along with media and marketing school, visit www.agentschool.com.au.